Boxes and hedgehogs talking it out. Boxes and hedgehogs, <laughs> what's it about? <laughs> totally. Sweet, man. So we have uh, our second guest. Second guest. Yep, yep. Jeremy cool. Pagurski. High five. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, I like, that. I like that little breakout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The double high five. The high 10. High 10. For the high 15. Yeah, yeah that's five. That's three hands, right? Yeah. I think okay. so. I forgot yeah. your friend's name. I know he's a neuroscientist. Jeremy. My Pag- name is Jeremy. What's Jeremy. Your, how do we say your last name? And a bassist. Pagurski. Yeah. I was Pagursky. wondering about how to pronounce yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the more European version... At probably how my grandpa was born. Um, mm. He was born in uh, Poland, awesome. so it's Pagierski. Um, both my grandparents are actually Holocaust survivors. So, wow! Yeah, heavy stuff. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Were they yeah. were they musicians? Were they musical that you know of? Where does the musical mm. influence in your family begin? Yeah, um, it probably. I don't know. My dad was always very, very big into music. He he played guitar, and so I I always looked up to him for that. Mm. Um, and I knew I just wanted to play music, um, just by watching him play music. And my older brother was um, he wasn't a musician, but he he was heavily in, he was pretty involved in the music industry, and was um, he just like was so immersed in music and would just show us uh, me and my twin brother um, all of the music that he was listening to. So what we're styles just, were you exposed to as a kid from your dad and your brothers? Two very, 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 very different styles. Like my dad was much more classic rock and a lot more, um, you know, he like the big ones like uh, obviously Led Zeppelin, and mm. that was actually a, my first concert. Not Led Zeppelin, but a Led Zeppelin cover band. Oh, cool. um, oh wow! Yeah, which, first concert you ever went to? Yeah, yeah. And did they was, do Cashmere? They did do Cashmere. Did they play The Ocean? Yes. It's like one of the first Zeppelin songs I ever learned on saxophone. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Wow, cool. Because it's an odd meter. It's like, yeah. for whatever reason, you're in music school, everybody's like, oh, yeah, odd meter, blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh, yeah, there's a Led Zeppelin song in odd meter. It's, you know, it's The Ocean. Who's the Moby Dick? Uh, that's that's yeah, Zeppelin too. Okay, yeah. I remember at the eighth grade talent show, <laughs> the two drummers in the eighth grade did Moby Dick. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, one of them was was a uh, kind of he was the star of the music program through high school after eighth yeah. grade through high school and. Oh. He still still plays drums. A great drummer named Matt Hankel, and mm. him, me, and Freddie Hendricks, trumpet player. We all we wow, were, Freddie Hendricks. We were all the same year in Teaneck, Teaneck High School. Didn't know cl- that class in Teaneck, New Jersey. Yep, yep. T- class of '94. Hey. Oh my God, crazy. <laughs> Teaneck. Oh man, I played I played gigs there for their. I yeah. forgot you're like from a, Idaho. We haven't done it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm from Idaho. I keep forgetting that because yeah, Boise. Not I'm, home actually, but I went to college in Idaho. Yeah, Boise oh. State University. Oh, Go oh. Broncos! <laughs> How far away is Boise from Mountain Home? Oh, uh, now that the speed limit's eighty miles an hour. Yeah. What? Uh, nice. Yeah. Wow. Everyone goes eighty-five. Yeah. Of course, yeah. the speed limit is like <laughs> plus five. Everywhere. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you get there in like twenty, thirty minutes. 
Wow. people go 90. You know? That's insane. Yeah, it's about 40 miles away. Wow. <laughs> so it's like, you know, by the time you get in your car and, you know, you're hitting, you're hitting that first exit by like 30 minutes. In, you know? Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> so um, your notebook. Tell us, uh, tell yeah. us about. I'm curious. Yeah. He's like holding onto that notebook precariously. Like, oh, it's just, a, he's got mad a, scientist formulas in there. Yeah, you're a, you're a neuroscientist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't consider myself a neuroscientist okay. just because usually people with doctorates consider themselves a neuroscientist. Okay. I mm-hmm. studied behavioral neuroscience. I okay. got my master's in that. Okay. Um, behavioral. Yeah. Behavioral. Behavioral neuroscience. Neuroscience. That was, that was my degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, you know, it's a very, uh, it's a particular section of neuroscience that focuses on behavior and how mm. neuroscience and um, animal behavior, human behavior are related to that. Um, so what I have in my notebook is this stuff on sound. And there's a lot of physics that goes into the perception of sound yeah. through music. And I was trying to wrap my head around it yesterday. Um, uh, I'm that may have just sounded like i just <laughs> i'm like oh, i just learned it yesterday oh. <laughs> no we know you didn't no yeah no, you didn't. Um, two years ago yeah <laughs> so it was actually two years ago we know it's been, we know it's been more we know it's been more time yeah thanks Cause i you, appreciate you told that me, well how we met was he was playing bass in this musical called for what it's worth uh for the last performances that we did at the new theater, new city, new theater, yeah, for, the theater new city. for the new city. Yeah, theater for the new city. Mm-hmm. Over on, um, over in East Village. I think yeah, it's on cool. Second Avenue or First Avenue. Yeah, first between Ninth and Tenth. Yeah. And what was that musical about? It's like a Shakespeare, loosely based on Romeo and Juliet. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. With 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 the uh, the winds, the horns being the Romeo side, and the string section being the Juliet side. Whoa, like performance art almost. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty interesting to be a part of, actually. Totally. What was the guy's name that wrote it? Chris. Um, Chris Bayon. Chris Bayon. Yeah, it. yeah. He's an actor, and he plays trumpet, and he played he played Romeo, and then I forget her name, but there was a, a violinist from China that played Carolina. The, yeah, Carolina. Yeah. She oh. played Juliet, and it was sort of like choreographed in a way that it had this sort of tension between the parents of the two kids that were like falling in love. You know, oh. and there's some onstage dancing with the horn players and stuff, which oh, I yeah. oh. dancer, which which is funny because I mean, this would be perfect for you because oh. these guys are all yeah. It's like you're on stage dancing, and you know, it's that's like wow. that's mm-hmm. like home base for you. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We just watched the uh, for sure. Oh. Of, oh, thanks, guys. Of, uh, John no. dancing, and it was like whoa, phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, just blew thanks. my mind. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know people could move like that. Right? Heavy stuff. Heavy stuff. But that's how we met. And um, you guys talked, but you guys like went to the rap party, and we're at the bar, and you're like, hey, you know, uh, you ever think about how sound waves get affected by <laughs> neuro waves? You know, that's alpha exactly. waves. Alpha waves. Alpha. Yeah. That's Alpha exactly and beta are those the main yeah. waves that? How many waves affect? Alpha wave is a brain thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's involved in sleep. In um, sleep, okay. So there's like alpha, there's beta, there gamma? are delta waves. There are not. Uh, yeah, gamma is the Hulk. You, yeah, gamma is like ga- I mean, gamma. Gamma rays are like not yeah, waves. That's that would that'd be pretty. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> gamma rays have gamma rays. 
Gamma rays have gamma waves. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, yeah, okay. So, alpha waves <laughs> and beta waves. Yeah. Um, They're both in and, the brain. And sleep. And yeah. in sleep, okay. Yeah, it's... Um, I think well, it's when you're awake... Uh, so they, usually it's alpha waves are released when you're still awake, but like this is essentially when you're just closing your eyes, okay. but like you could still, you know, perceive, you know, perceive sounds. You could still like your sensor sensory wise, <laughs> you're still like pretty conscious. Um, and then beta waves are when you're sleeping, like s- sort of starting to slip into a deeper sleep, but you're not like quite there. You're definitely not in REM Mm. REM sleep is is further past. It's like, you know, you have to be experiencing delta waves for quite some time. Delta. It takes like 45 minutes to get into REM sleep. Oh. Um, and, usually, and REM occurs in like different cycles. Rarely will people just be in REM sleep for like the entire duration of their sleep. Oh. They're like wake cycles, but you know that's just that's just how we sleep, and it's affected by so many different things. I always heard that when you take a nap, it should either be twenty minutes or ninety, an hour and a half. Ninety, because really? ninety is one cycle of REM. I heard. Yeah. So versus mm-hmm. twenty minutes is just a, just long enough for a cat nap before you get too tired to get too much into, I guess, delta waves. I guess oh, so, and it's hard to it's hard to wake up from that. Huh. I, I I always keep that on my mind when I want to take a nap during the day. I never knew that. Wow. I'm, I'm a big napper. You are? Yeah. Me I, too. What do you like about napping? I love. I I love waking up refreshed. And I, and I I like that feeling of like you're taking a trip. Yeah. Out of your brain. Yeah. You know, and and uh, there's kind of. A, uh, a, a mysterious aspect to it. You don't know where you're going to go. <laughs> because there's a lot of stuff going on in that melon of ours, you know? It's, it's pretty, it's pretty that, cosmic. That. Yeah. Um, so what I do have in this notebook is just how we define sound and how we, and like what we describe as sound. Um, okay. So I have written here that we describe sound as, well, there are two different definitions of or two different i guess camps of how we describe maybe not even camps just like definitions so there's more of a perceptual definition of it of sound and that's just we experience we experience sound when we hear something that makes sense that's just (laughs) that's just the perceptual yeah and that's like (laughs) but more the physical sound this is where it sort of gets into uh you know, uh, the physics. Yeah, the exactly. science. Yeah, oh, more okay. the sciencey jar, not even jargony, but like more the sciencey base. I like jargon. Yeah. Jargon's cool. It's Jargon. a fun word it's to say. Word, right? yeah. yeah, and uses a lot of different phonemes, which are like physical characteristics. Of <laughs> phonemes. Phonemes. Yeah. Phonemes. Yeah, not phonemes. not names or the phone. Yeah. Phonemes. Phonemes. A phoneme is neither a phone nor a eme. Meme <laughs> or name, or name, meme. Yeah. 
discuss. I dig. Um, and <laughs> foxes and hedgehogs coffee talk. <laughs> That's also a vague reference, an old reference. It is, it is. Man. Wow. You want to hear something funny? I tried to make a joke. I went to the music hackathon yesterday. I think you might have seen some posts. I went, oh, yeah. I went to the music hackathon. It was like a bunch of coders meet up over at Spotify's yeah. headquarters. And, and we all... Like we all kind of sit there and try to think of like uh, like apps and things and software and stuff, and we try to come up with like uh, some new app or, or software in like eight hours, and then like do a, like a little demonstration of it or something. That's crazy. And like the the people that are there are are are, are just like you know they're all walks of life or whatever, but some yeah. of the people are just like this guy invented like this. He didn't invent it, but it was a it was an audio visualizer. Wow. You know, and I was just like, what so it? it well literally takes the sound and gives it a color and no way. Uh, it gives it a, a shape based on a circle. So it's, you know, uh, the basic sound wave. Yeah. You think of it as linear, like, like, like as a wave in the ocean. Yeah. But it's actually circular. When it's right, coming, when right. It's moving towards you, it's a circle. Yeah, waves, yeah. waves move like this. Right, yeah. right. It's right. A sinusoidal curve. Sin- yes, sinusoidal yeah. curve. Thank you to our to our to our uh, <laughs> scientist, our, our scientist uh, our resident scientist. Uh, <laughs> but uh, they move like that. So he was like, "Well, this would this would be the equivalent of if you were looking at if you were looking at sound as it was coming at you, and it was it was it was making a shape." These are the shapes that you get based on the waveform, you know, the digital waveform. Yeah, wow. And it was really fascinating. I was like, and and we were watching it, and I was like, I can't believe it, it was it was a room full of maybe a few hundred people, and no one, I mean, you couldn't, everyone wanted to see this one thing, because it was no that kidding. fascinating, yeah. It sounds like a wow. 60s LSD <laughs> video, video with, like the, like, the paint, with the oils, like. those oil shows they had. It was like a bag of shrooms, yeah. and, uh, you know, an LSD hit away from, like, <laughs> being, it being like Woodstock in wow. Spotify's right? office. Wow. <laughs> just, 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 like, project that onto the thing, and, yeah. like, you know, let's all lay down on these benches. Whoa. Right? <laughs> Dang. That, yeah. Wow. I didn't want to get off topic, but I mean no, that's no. that's that's kind of like a a sound a sound it's related all related. Yeah. Man. Yeah. A sound related it's thing that all related that happened. So speaking of like the sound waves, I mean we were one. What the wave is, <laughs> it sort of describes how it's just differences in air pressure and how mm. air pressure and how molecules in the air compress and rarefy. So that's how we get into um, pitch and amplitude. So, like, pitch is essentially, when you break it down into the scientific and physical sense, is um, the frequency, and, you know, that's why we see on, on, like, on a metronome, 440 hertz is the A tone. Oh, tuner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we... Did I say metronome? You did, but that's okay. Uh, oh, okay. But 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 you do have uh, say, uh, uh, the sound on a metronome. Just say sometimes. tuner, and I'll edit the it tuner. In. Okay, tuner, tuner. All right, I'll edit that in. Tuner, tuner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just start over with okay. your explanation, and yeah. I'll just edit that out. Oh yeah. Um, so, sound waves are essentially just variation, like how a cycle of um, air compressing and rarefying, and um, rarefying is just you know, the expansion, uh, essentially opposite of compression. Mm. Um, pitch is essentially the frequency of, or how 
many cycles there are per second. Right. So, mm. you know, a lower pitch means that there's a lower frequency, that there are fewer cycles of air compressing and rarefying per second. That's so, like when I, when I vibrate my lips to make a trombone sound. That's yes. right. It's, uh, Which you're very good at. Thank you. A, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, I, uh, it's like a, a lower fart sound. Exactly. There it is. There it is. Versus Sorry. a higher one. Yep. Exactly. But that's low. That's low. High. Yeah. Yeah. Low. High. Difference. It's amplified mm-hmm. through the through the instrument. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, and then, but the, and the frequencies. You did. In our last episode. What? What about amplitude? We we talked about it a little bit in the last episode about. Well, I mentioned that as a reed player, we don't create the sound with the right. body. You guys actually. And vocalists, yeah, your body actually creates the creates the sound, like as speaking and huh. These are true. players have a reed, very true. You know, yeah. Flute yeah. players have it's an edge tone. It's all outside the body. But, Singers right. have their chords, or mm-hmm. brass players have their lips. your vocal chords yep. are your lips, right? Yeah, yeah. For, for for brass players, bass players, you have I mean, it's all touch, touch, string, string. It's all yeah. touch. still your body touches something and it yeah. makes a sound. You know. But, your your you know. body touches something. <laughs> oh, our right. touch things. Perfect. It's yeah. a tactile. My body's touching stuff all, all the time. Yeah. It's true. Touching, my, I know my body's always touching my underwear. That's, that's We nice. are one. <laughs> what if you don't wear underwear? Well, then it's touching, you know, touching whatever your, that next layer of clothing yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, but we're not wearing Overwear. pants here. No one knows we're, none of us are wearing pants right now. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. Um, it's nice and toasty in here. I it know, is. I know. The heat works great. <clears throat> it's, yeah, you love it. You love it. You love it when it's on in like uh, when they turn it on in October and it's still like Oof, sixty yeah. degrees outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn on at the end of October, beginning of November. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. But during these cold winter days, though, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. It's even hotter up there. Oh, I bet. I bet. This yeah. is one B. That's one B and a half up there. Should we, just, <laughs> should we describe? Maybe we should describe what Thomas's uh, apartment the looks like. Smallest recording studio inside my no. It's apartment. it's like the bottom half of a bunk bed, but yeah, yeah. but expanded yeah, it's a upward. A loft bed with a studio underneath it. A loft it's bed a with a studio. Room that you sleep on top of. If you're familiar with the whisper room, it's What's like a, a big. Room? It's like oh. a vocal booth. Nice that. Uh, you see in like a, a larger studio where they have an isolation li- isolation booth for vocalists. Oh, it's called the Whisper Room. Well, I mean, there's a brand called the Whisper Room that's pretty popular. Cool. But it's literally a vocal booth, and I designed it based on the Whisper Room. I just took MDF and layered it and put mass-loaded vinyl between the MDF, screwed it together. What's MDF? MDF is um, medium density fiberboard. It's what okay. they make speaker cabinets out of. Yeah. Oh. So it's very um, sound resistant. It yeah, a lot of sound. Yeah, you have amazing padding in there. <laughs> yeah, That's so that I can nice. you know practice saxophone and make some music in there. Without. It's totally. It's like part whisper room and part one of those apartments in the, like the third season of Portlandia, where it's like uh, a tiny home they call them or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is it. We live in New right? York City. It's yeah. tiny homes. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever. I mean, you, yeah. you you have to be making like. 
at least six figures to, leave, to be like, okay, I'm going to be living yeah. wherever I want, yeah. kind of. I and mean, maybe you still have a roommate. You know? Right, yeah. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you might want to live. I, I remember in high school. Sure. You want to live in Soho, you know, or yeah. you want to live in the West Village. And totally. Two bedrooms, so it's like, ah. Uh, yep. Real estate. <laughs> Putting the real in real estate. <laughs> How much was a... Uh, Bleak making a mobile blues. <laughs> I don't even know to afford that. Oh, I don't know. Remember the, the, He's making like, that's not a lot. Like all the musicians in, Mo, in Spike Lee's mobile blues, very, the, their apartments very were like, oh my god, very unrealistic. <laughs> I bet. You know, I mean, maybe uh, you don't, but as musicians, it, I, I'm still making what I made playing music at least live in clubs 30 years ago. And when I talk, yeah. when I say that to someone who was playing before 30 years ago, they say. I was pl- I was making this money back in the fifties, yeah. and I'm like, wow. So fifty dollars, a hundred dollars a gig, three hundred, four hundred dollars for a wedding no gig way. was what they were making in the seventies, sixties, seventies. And now that's you're wild. still making that that a gallon of milk costs like five bucks or something. Right? Do you do? It hasn't kept up. What, so what kind of gigs do you play? So I actually have been a little bit on a hiatus. Okay, um, we did the Broadway show. Yeah, or off Broadway. Off, off Broadway. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> what, 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 was, what was the style of this uh, Romeo Juliet? Um, For what it's worth, yeah, the kind of music, yeah. Hmm. Like a little bit of jazz and a little bit of classical because, yeah. like, the classical influence would come from the string side. They had more of a mm. classical Definitely. voice, and then the, the the rhythm section kind of had its own thing too. Actually, which yeah. like stomp a little bit. Oh like, wow! Like yeah, the, like the show stomp. Cool. Yeah. And the we horns had like all this jazzy stuff, you know, yeah. lots of improv and lots of like, you know, the less square stuff was happening with the horns. Of course, you know, it was a horn player that were less square than strings. Oh, way less. <laughs> <laughs> Define which strings, by the way. Oh, uh, oh. Acoustic strings <laughs> that uh, are played uh, in traditional classical yeah. groups. All I know electric bass is that many no jokes way. about violas they make about trombone. Really? Yeah. Really? We're oh. like we're like the what is, it? what is it? Sorry. Oh, you know, it's just stuff like <laughs> it's the same punchline for uh, what's the difference between such and such and uh, violin slash sorry viola slash trombone. What's the difference between such and such and viola slash trombone in the road? What? what? Uh, there's uh, uh, brake screeches before the other instrument. <laughs> okay. There's skid marks? Thank you. <laughs> skid marks, or what John it. calls them, brake screeches. Brake screeches. Because I'm all, you gotta write that song. I'm all yeah. about audiovisual, you know. Brake screeches. Yeah, brake brake screeches cool. are the view. John Aaron's, Jonathan Aaron's, and the brake screeches. <laughs> yeah, I'm you, man. If you haven't formed that group yet or done an album under that I don't name, no brake screeches. It's time, huh? man. We're doing it right here. Wait, We're gonna wh- do it. We're gonna make it happen. Tire marks? What would you call them? Yeah, yeah, skid marks. Skid marks. Yes. Body neurons are firing. Fire. Yeah, well, yeah. bringing it back. Bringing yeah. it back. Yeah. Look at that. That's the yeah. art of conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> you got it. You're down. Yeah. Down with it. Um, Tell us so, more about how the body perceives uh, sound. So, or, they're, um, yeah, they're actually... Where, where the fundamentals <laughs> of sound happen in the body. Um, a lot of it is... Um, so, like, the main center for audio in our brain is the primary or primary audio cortex so it's actually mm. like 
on the sides of our skull. Oh. Um, it's like the side of our brain. It's in what's called the temporal lobe. Like oh. Princess Leia ears inside your head. Exactly. Well, the head? cochlea is actually, it, it's like this sort of snail coiled oh. up organ that allow, that is like also the big, big... Um, the snail organ. Yes. Like flesh Princess Leia hair. But tiny. tiny exactly. Tiny. But fleshy. But there is hair Much there. more There's fleshy. hair there. That's how you hear. There's hairs inside your ear. Oh. Yeah. They're called hair but cells. But those aren't coiled. No, no. He just did air quotes because they're not really hairs. Yeah. Oh. I mean, we have hair in our ear, but they're they're cells, and they look like... Like paramecia? Sure. Like flagella. (laughs) They look like... Flagella. Flagella. They look look like wavy little hairs, like little things, and they're all connected with each other, and they kind of swish around. Um, That's what's happening right now as we're talking to each other. This is when we're hearing each other? Yeah. There's these little hairs moving. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, if you're listening We're touching right now, each other. these little hairs are moving yes. in your in your head too. Well, yeah, crazy yeah, stuff. guys, <laughs> it's crazy yeah. stuff. You feel us? You feel you feeling us? <laughs> so it's like we're touching them with our with our audio waves. Exactly. <laughs> Whoa! In their ear holes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what P Funk was talking I'm about. Touching you in your day. ear hole. You yeah. like it? <laughs> yeah. Lay, lay your. Oh <laughs> Yeah, um, right inside there, those hairs vibrate on yeah. the. So, what does the tympanic membrane do? Is that? Is Whoa, that, yeah. that's a new so word. The tympanic membrane is essentially like the border of our inner ear. Um, okay, and so it's like you go all the way through the ear canal, and the tympanic membrane essentially vibrates whenever sound waves or air or vibrations, you know. Air they travel into our ear. Oh, yeah, yeah. that is your eardrum. Exactly. That's yeah. your eardrum. Essentially, the that's what membrane. our eardrum is. Yeah. The eardrum is also known as the tympanic membrane. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Like a tympany. Yeah, yeah. Right. Boom. The tiniest tympany in the world. The tiniest. It's, it's a how big is micro it? tympany. How, how, how big is, is the eardrum? I mean, it's, it's tiny. Like millimeter? You know, our, if you look at our ear canal, yeah. it has to fit inside there. And it's... Unless it gets bigger. Yeah. I'm putting my finger in my what ear right now. What if it goes inside and it's just an open space in there? Damn. It's a it's little bigger... What if it's all membrane? <laughs> when people say you have big ears because you can hear well, maybe that's what they're talking about. Oh. Because you can... Uh, like, if you have a good ear, as they say in music, because yeah. you can hear chord changes or whatever really yeah. well, they say, oh, you have big ears. It's like... Maybe you just have a really good tympanic. sensitive tympanic membrane and and it can be part for of how it. that works. And, and hairs. It's, Your um, hairs. So it's actually going to Co- be cochlea. Largely, yeah, largely what? due Co- to the cochlea. Really? So, and it's called the organ of Corti. Ford and Coppola. The mm-hmm. organ of Corti? Yeah. So I just saw that. They, they played that down at the Blue Note this last week. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Joey DeFrancesco playing now the organ. The organ of... <laughs> It's of like Corti? the Greek organ of Cork Cranklia. What did you call the it? Organ of Corti. <laughs> the organ of Corti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> the organ of Corti is fascinating because it allows us to perceive pitch. Uh, and so it's oh, this coiled oh. up little organ. And when you roll it out, it's it's actually it's quite big. And along it allows us to perceive every single little pitch that we're, that we're able to perceive. Wow. Um, so there's the human ear can hear. It exactly. rolls out like a red or, carpet. Interesting. Yes, exactly. Or like, or like a, a big tongue. Or a, really? Yeah. Or like if you roll your tongue uh-huh. and yeah, it's kind of like or, that. Like that. 
or, or tell us, Jonathan. Uh, come on, <laughs> I'm not the only one. No, you are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else rolls up and rolls. Bubble tape. I got you. Oh, suspense is killing me too. Bubble. Fruit roll-ups. Fruit roll-ups. Yeah, uh, for a second I thought you were going to say fruit roll-ups. Yeah. That's an organ? Yeah. That's why it's called the... What's it called again? The organ of Corti. Organ of Corti. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this? No, I I think it's fascinating how much Greek and Italian influence there is in our etymology. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's an your ear is an organ and then inside there's another organ. So that yeah, so well, crazy I mean, organs or, layered on organs. But, yeah. Exactly. Organs We're complex on top of organs. organisms. That's what makes us organisms, I guess. Organs. Mad organs. It's just all these <laughs> organs all over the place. Got, and in your cells you got organelles. Right. That's right, organ. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. just little organs. So tiny. Yeah, like organs, your, tiny, I, little tiny organs. What's your favorite organelle? Anyone? My favorite organelle is probably my favorite. I like endoplasmic retention. You like the ER? Ooh. I like yeah, the yeah. I don't you know. like the ER? I just like it. It sounds so scientific. Yes. It's like yes. I'm gonna write a song about it. <laughs> but I like the Golgi apparatus. Too. The Golgi, Golgi apparatus. apparatus. Yeah. Golgi is cool. Yeah. Now Golgi is that in plant and animal cells? Yeah, it is. It's the cell Tupperware. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. true. Right it's um, chlorophyll is in plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's in plants. Um, oh. Golgi apparatus are like really important in muscle movement and um, mitosis, right? Isn't Golgi? Don't they help? Don't they help make that happen? Maybe it's not. A, I don't know. I don't know enough. I, I, I did a mitosis cell, cell division in seven. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did. We're getting I, into some cell division. Oh, but you stu- did you say you studied biochem? I mean, I, yeah. I have a biochem degree, but oh, okay. I, I look at you. Well, but, that would be a little bit outside of. But this is more like biochem. cell molecular biology. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, but my favorite organelle is the mitochondria, because it's the only organelle that has its own DNA. Exactly. Yep. Wow. Which is why you inherit it from your mother. So when you get a DNA wow. test, they actually take the DNA from your mitochondria to mm. see what your matrilineal... Yeah, lineage. they actually can't take it from the nucleus. Your, your mama's mama, 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 no. mama, mama, mama. Yep. Only, wow! Only and you can only get your dad's. If you're a guy, yeah. you can get your mom and your dad's. Um, and you get your dad's by testing for the Y chromosome. Right, I see. So there's, I never there's knew this. MT MT DNA, mitochondrial DNA, yeah, and Y chromosome DNA to yes. get both. Right, and now now women can only get the the mom. Right, really? they don't have that chromosome. They don't yeah, have, they, they, yeah, sure. They can't figure out where they're dead. They got the double X. Wow, that's yeah. fascinating. They got the two X, the X squared. Uh, I, I, the X. I'm, but I'm not a scientist. I'm just a you know what, man? You just you sounded pretty us. scientific was, yeah. right there. Oh, thanks. For, yeah, I, that was for, um, really impressive. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Right. The way I think. Oh, okay. Well, Although, if you want to share more, yeah. yeah if you want so to share more, else? I mean, this is really fascinating. It was really interesting hearing about the inner ear and what the yeah. inner ear does. I, I would like to get into like how the brain perceives sound, if you know anything about it. Well, it usually goes into the <coughs> auditory cortex from the ear, so we have connections from the organ, um, and it travels all the way up to the primary auditory cortex. Um, so that's how. Our ear and the brain are just inextricably tied, and that's how we're able to perceive sound is through our brain. Wow. We hear it, we allow our our ears just an instrument or like a conduit for 
air waves and air molecules that are compressing and rarefying at different rates to go into our ear canal and go through this in, like this really intricate process going through the tympanic membrane, different ossicles, which are called, I'm sorry, little bones, which are called ossicles. Mm. And they just bang on each other to continue those vibrations. And they go into the cochlea, and the cochlea has this organ of corti, and the cochlea is actually surrounded by fluid. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, yeah. in your studies or, or your research um, with uh, for the the HIV yeah. um, uh, psychological research, yeah. right? have you done any work with um, how sound affects emotional response? Or, oh, or that's fascinating. Processing? I'm actually really glad you asked that. So not in this research center, but in, um, in classes we were discussing, and there's a ton of research. I was going to bring this article in, but I don't know why I didn't. I think it's in my laptop, actually, which always, I also have. You can always send it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's an article on how sound and the primary auditory cortex is linked to areas in the brain that are responsible for different types of emotional response. Mm. So there's, like, fear-based conditioning, mm. or um, and that's in the brain. The part of the brain is called the amygdala. Oh, right. I, yeah. I thought it's the amygdala. The amygdala. The amygdala. That always just sounds like so... That sounds That's so foreign. Amygdala sounds like... Amygdala. So Star Wars. Right? Oh, <laughs> it is. Amygdala. What was your name? Amygdala, I think. Amygdala. 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 So not... Amygdala. No like, relation. No relation. So but <laughs> cousins, maybe? Amygdala. Yeah. Amygdala and amygdala. See, but that was long ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. This was, right. Amygdala was, was a long ago in a galaxy far away. Yes. So far, far Not away. Not as far. Amygdala? They're it's right here, man. We, we all have one. Queen amygdala. We, there's a queen amygdala in all of us. One was far, and far away. The other one was just far away. So like second we, cousins. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Far, far away far in away our brains? In our brains, yeah. Amyg- isn't it amygdala? Isn't that the one that's like responsible for um, morality or like fear or something? Fear. Fear, fear it is. Yeah. And then oh, I didn't know that. Guilt, morality, yeah. like... Probably relates like, to a lot. Of sociopaths them. like don't have amygdala, right? Uh, I mean, like that, everybody or? has an amygdala. We all do, or, 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 the or they're, they're not as connected to it. Like amygdaling. the one amygdaling people who don't get afraid, like yeah. they don't. They're not as connected with their amygdala, right? Or there's something. Ooh, I don't know. I, That's, I read yeah. that. I think I saw that like some like sci-fi. That's not sci-fi. That'd be fascinating. So, yeah. I don't know enough about. I don't. I can't even comment. Yeah, I know people that are just. They they just live their life scared, so their amygdala must be take up most of their brain. Just all the fear of living. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's yeah. Maybe there's. It'd be great if you could just turn that off with a switch. Just yeah. You'd lose. You know, we were talking about stage fright once. Mm -hmm. Uh, The arousal something. Yeah. The Yurikus Dodson. Yeah, Dodson talk about that. That's, that. That yeah. was interesting when you mentioned it in our, in our first oh, podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. You did? That's, no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. We, talk, we were talking about we you. We talked about you because you're that kidding. came up. Were your yeah. ears ringing in your, in your <laughs> did you uh, feel the, cochlea? Your, your, your Henry Ford Coppola? My heart was singing. <laughs> was it your heart was singing? My heart was singing. That's totally different. Wow. Different than ringing. Even more beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> your, your bone icicles, your ossicles, ossicles, yeah, yeah. ossicles, bone icicles, bone, bone icicles, mm-hmm. bony icicles, bony icicles, yeah. ossicles, um, sausages. 
<laughs> yeah. So I'm sure that the amygdala is a big component in this arousal curve. Um, I mean, there's actually there there's this response to stress that we have that involves like our adrenal glands and um, a lot of different hormones called corticosteroids. Oh, um, and not illegal steroids. No, <laughs> we make our own Cortico. steroids. Made in the yeah. made in the the Cortico region of Spain. <laughs> <laughs> the Cortico region. That is. Yes. <laughs> Ole. Ole. <laughs> the Cortico steroids. Yeah, Cortico. Okay. Cor- right. um, Cortisone. Is that is that. Cortisol. Yeah, cortisol. cortisol. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, it's cortisol. Um, cortisol, yeah. yeah. It's the stress, well, it's the stress, uh, it's the stress oh, hormone. Yeah, the stress hormone. Yeah, yeah, corticosterone is a big, big... Um, it's released when there's a lot of stress mm. or heavily associated with it. So yeah. is that what they take for muscle stuff? Like athletes, when they take cortisol shots? Or it's cortisone shots that's different? Yeah, yeah. So cortisone is like... Um, that's an anti-inflammatory. Pain. Okay, yeah. Different. Yeah, no. I think it's based in the same idea, the same Spanish of, region of, of, <laughs> of Napa Valley, the island of Portico. <laughs> Napa Valley is in Spain. That's just stupid. That's yeah. dumb. California, which Sorry. You know, they speak know. a lot of Spanish there too. Yeah, so. that's in Napa true. Valley. Yeah. They do, if you're right, I get it now. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cali, baby. Sometimes I try to sound smart, but. You always sound smart, you are. man. Don't worry. About it. But sometimes I don't. Sometimes, sometimes your know. your your inner uh, <clears throat> your inner sideshow comes out. Oh, and sometimes your mm. your inner biochemist comes out. Oh, oh. And then there's always we, the in between. We, we have a we have these different sides to us. All of it, yeah, all yeah. of us, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I was going to share something. Tell me, but I wanted to ask you first. Yeah. Oh, what was I going to? Okay. Oh. So the curve, this yeah. anxiety What's it curve, Dodson, the, the Yerkes, Yerkes, Dodson curve, Yerkes, yeah. Dodson, Yerkes. It reminds me a little bit of the second karate tournament I ever went to as a kid. Tell me. And I went, and because the first tournament I lost, I I, oh. I just had terrible. You know, I, I, I'm never I, I've never been a good fighter. I'm a good mover, but not a good fighter. Mm-hmm. So. But I wanted to get like really, really. I wanted to. I figured like, let me see how maybe I can like get really like angry and mm-hmm. you know like, argh, argh, you know. And and I I, I like yeah. put like a, a, a I wrapped a head or a did fo- you get like a rising sun? One it was one of those a rising hair. sun like headband thing. I had <laughs> one of those. So funny man. I had a mouthpiece. That's beautiful. And I was like doing my kata really aggressively, and I was just like had this like psycho look in my eyes. I was walking around like all like flexing and all this stuff. I was you know I was like ten, <laughs> and and uh, this kid the kid comes up to me and says, man, yo, best of luck. You're awesome. <laughs> you know? and, and I was like. Thanks. <laughs> you know? And then and then I we, I go to fight right, and I'm so so like hyped up on like anger and adrenaline that like I I kicked way too hard and I punched the kid like <gasps> like harder no, than I was supposed to no. and I got disqualified. What? Because I had Is no. That even po- I, didn't I had know that no. Was possible. It was like you know it was it's like a tournament. It, I know I know it was it's like, like it was one of these tournaments where like you couldn't. I know hit it's too not hard. Like for death, but so, <laughs> still, but they're like they're like. 
Wh- which martial art was it? Which it was Shudokan, but Shudokan. I think it was mixed. I want to say it was mixed I mean, karate. That's just like that's straight up like I know. punch and run, man. I know. Punch and go. Karate I know. I, I just you know? I, I had no control. So I guess there's a point when you have. I'm sorry. What, 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 what's the curve again? It's the anxiety curve. Yorkus Dotson. Arousal. Arousal. Focus I, on arousal. So were you, you know, arousal? Were you? I, I, get, I, get, I get arousal and anxiety mixed yeah. up. That's you know, like is so that a they're, comment? They're not Geek. the same thing. Are, are arousal oh, are and they? anxiety the same thing? So, I don't think they're the same Ellis. thing. Not the same thing, but like you know, in when the you're brain, a, where do they where do they live? Are they, where does, where are they anxiety and amygdala oriented? If, if you've if you've delved into that at all, I don't know, but no, I I mean there are areas that are linked to when people feel really anxious and you have what's called like a flight or fight mm-hmm. reaction or aroused, yeah, and no. there's greater levels of arousal. I think that's just it's I all think, happening in the brain, yeah, right now, yes, tonight, somewhere yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter what we look like, somewhere near um, you, it's about how we make you feel, somewhere around you, <laughs> somewhere inside you. <laughs> Yeah. Your ear hole. In your yeah. ear hole. Yeah. Right in the yeah. ear hole. Um, anxiety is everywhere <laughs> in the brain, which is kind of, uh, when maybe not everywhere, but, you know, it's... I feel like it was like a Pee-wee's Playhouse moment right there, like a secret totally, word. Totally. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. Um, yeah, yeah, but there, you know, our brain responds in different ways um, according to the pharmacology and biochemistry of, you know, and that's like a big player in how different areas in the brain work. Hmm. Um, mm. You know, with anxiety, sometimes like, you know, while our amygdala might get, you know, really heavily triggered there are areas in the brain where it will shut off like more executive functioning and like executive you know, is in like, like uh, decision making uh, okay okay like judgment and um not like a, a me too boss taking advantage of his employees no i mean in what sense i i may i don't know like uh the parts of your brain that like thinks that they could take advantage of other parts of their brain mm. You're almost there. <laughs> like the more submissive parts who don't have much power as the executive mm-hmm. functions, and therefore, that's interesting. Because like, what the, part of your brain, the, like, which part of your brain is more in charge than any other? Well, is there emotional more in part? In, like, that's actually which, a really good question. Context, yeah. probably. Well, there it's context, just like politics. Feedback. There's the, politics in your brain, like feedback. Like, yeah, interesting. Feedback. Yeah, feedback. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, different parts of our brain are feeding back on each other continuously. Um, and so, you know, that's... They they respond to each other, mm. I guess. What about music and uh, affecting... Uh, I, my my mom, she, uh, she has an early childhood uh, school for uh, kids with learning disabilities. No way. Yep, and uh, she did a whole study about how music af- helps learning for these uh, yes. for these kid children. Yes, um, and uh, I remember one of the most fascinating things w- was uh, how much culture can affect music and how kids relate to that in learning. For for example, um, 
being in America, a lot of the music we listen to is in four four. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, or, or or maybe and sometimes three. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the these 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 children's songs are often either in four four three. Right. But she had one kid who had a, a th- some language and uh, attention disorders, uh, uh, language language challenges. Yeah, and. Uh, but he he was a he came from an Indian family yeah and he didn't respond to four four as much as I think five four she had to look for what? child songs children's songs and five four no way and, and that helped him more because he was more familiar with it uh, culturally from his family sure um, and so wow. yeah That's fascinating so I was wondering I was wondering if you if you've heard of any like uh, uh, you know any research that relates music. Uh, in so far as childhood development or learning in general, or, or yeah, you know. um, I know that music therapy is like a really, really big one for um, people with autism, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and also Alzheimer's disease. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen, yeah. I've seen all kinds of examples of that. People who uh, have declined heavily, who are just essentially nonverbal, yeah, they'll get up and sing and sing and remember all the lyrics. Wow. Like, really, really well. Is there a certain part of the brain that stores this stuff more than the other? There's, like... We're try- we've are trying. we been trying to find where memories lie in the brain. Like, where do mem- where are memories stored? And we just... We don't know. But one area that is involved heavily in long-term memory is called the hippocampus. Oh yeah, kind of like mm-hmm. hippopotamus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. The, uh, Flav the Cockwords have a really? Don't they? they have, do they yeah, have a I'm song sure. about? No, maybe that. Yeah, hippo. Hippo pop. Maybe it's not the hippocampus. There's hippo in there. Cool. It's like any rap about the hippocampus. Oh really? Okay, let's check that out. Yeah. I. It, there's a hippo flight of the Concords. Yeah. Has a hippo related song. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Hippo. Dig it. Do you guys know hip, hippopotamus in French? Hippopotamo? You're so close. You're so close. Hippopotam. Hippopotam. <laughs> that's just... The French always have a cool way of saying stuff, right? man. Yeah. I, that's Beautiful. like... That's like an elephant. I know elephant in French. What is it? L'éléphant. <gasps> L'éléphant. Say it again. L'éléphant. <laughs> L'éléphant. Voulez-vous l'éléphant? This, this l'éléphant. is, this is Will third... you elephant? That's what, what I just said. Voulez-vous l'éléphant? Wow. Voulez-vous l'éléphant? <laughs> I, I learned Will three sentences elephant? in second grade French. <laughs> Senseless. Second grade French, 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 three sentences. La pomme rouge... Is the apple red? <laughs> Les raisins et violettes? Are the grapes purple? And l'éléphant est gris. Is the elephant gray? <laughs> Is the elephant gray? Is the elephant gray sounds like a really great name for a children's book. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, I like that. Frère Jacques. Mm-hmm. Frère Jacques. Your French pronunciation is really good. It's beautiful. I'm impressed. Oh, yeah, I'm very impressed. Yeah. All frères. 
Mon frère, touché, touché, mon frère, touché. Je te plumerai la tête. Je te plumerai la tête. I, I, I think, uh, Mrs. Wow, sounds Carillon. like you've spoken French before. Yeah, right. Et la tête. Et la tête. Et la bouche. Et ça, c'est un peu, un peu, un peu. Les oreilles, le nez, le cœur. Wow. Les dents. I did not know this. Les dents. Les dents. Oh, oh I didn't know dents. this. I had no idea. Those are, those are teeth. You're, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I, your French enunciation is so delicate, and I oh, love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It has great It's finesse. a delicate it's, language. It's, it's yeah. a romance language. Ether. I mean, let's yeah. admit it. What? Mm-hmm. It's a romance language. It is. Let's just admit it. It's probably the most romantic <laughs> let's language. Just admit let's just admit it. It's a romance language. <laughs> you know, Romanian is yeah. a romance language. Is it, it is. Yeah. It is? It totally is. Yeah. I don't know any Weird. Romanians. Based on Spanish. Although those are some of the hottest women I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, they're pretty. Oh my goodness. They're pretty. I think Croatian. No, Croatian. No, Croatian has some Slavic influence for sure. I think so. Yeah. What What did Czechoslovakia languages. break up into? It was the uh, Croatia, Croatia, uh, Croatia, yeah. um, Serbia, and Macedonia. Macedonia or Macedonia? Yeah. Macedonia. 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 Speaking Macedonia. of which, we don't want to we don't, we don't want to offend out. any Macedonians out there. No way. But it has me thinking of macaroons because I just oh, started those are so talking good. about Passover. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Oh, when's it coming? Uh, it's March thirtieth. Oh, oh, it's it's it's, it's next well, month. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah okay. We just start in February, guys. Let's not. Yeah, yeah. Or am I allowed to say the date? No, it's totally fine. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's warm in here and cold out there. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're in the middle of winter. I mean, you know. Towards, well, yeah, I guess. Are yeah. we in the middle of it? I guess we're, we're like the last third. We're in the, the middle of it. Last third, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, last third. Last third. You know, weather is everywhere. <laughs> oh, scary stuff. <laughs> It'll get you. The weather will get you. That's our secret word, guys. If you go outside, weather's there watching you. Can you guys? Can you guys at home? Can you? Can you guys at home? Um, uh, we we probably already said it, but do you know what our secret word is? Can you say it at home? Huh? I'm listening. Are you saying the secret word? It starts with. The letter E. That's right. E. Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Elephant in in uh where are elephants? Where, where are they? They're everywhere. Everywhere. Ah! Ah! Oh, that was terrible. We're gonna cut that out. Probably. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe Some of it's fun. Yeah, it's a reach. It's a reach. You know, audience participation. You gotta have it. Yeah, gotta have it. Call and response. You know, you know something. I, I, I. Uh, call and response is auditory. You know, you have to hear yeah. it and then say it back. You know? Yes. Sometimes it's funny. I went to Oberlin for for you know really for for biochemistry and jazz, and Oberlin is one of the f- the the few jazz programs of the country where. Um, the JSA's program, at least when I went there, was uh, taught primarily by African American teachers. Really? Yeah. Usually, like a lot, a lot of jazz academic programs, from from my observations, are you know usually like white dudes. Yeah. Right. Totally. So yeah. Oberlin was one of the few that were you know run run by African American dudes, and um, and 
but that also ha- kind of came with its its own set of of context and and ways of teaching. Sure. Uh, but, How so? Well, like one of the things I I kind of feel like I'm, I was brainwashed to think. I'm not sure it's totally accurate. Is that um, call and response is only the black tradition? Like I, the more I coming out of college, I was like, yeah, call and response. That's like black church, African American church has its roots in like uh, African tradition and totally, yeah, and probably I, a communication but, out of a communication need. Sure, you know? mm-hmm. but I. I feel hmm. like there must be call and response in other parts of the world that aren't African or African-American based. I, I feel like call and response is a very natural human thing. Like, it's just <laughs> call and response is natural like, communication. It's hard for me to believe. I, I'm wondering, if there must be some body of work where there's a... They talk about call and response being other types of music. Hmm. But... Coming from a jazz background, I'm like, no, that's that's not my heritage. Yeah. Only African African American heritage. Huh. I'm not sure how true that is. Huh. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So it this is a question. Really it sounds interesting. Yeah. You ever think about that? Like, like where, where, where do you think blues? Blues call and response. Oh, like, I, I mean, that's. That, I think that's the. Well, it's not the basis because I mean, if you look at like really early improv, like if you look at like Dixieland or like things that they were doing where. You learned everything by ear. Right. The response was kind of like how you learned the melody. Yeah. True. Imitation. You know? imitation. Yeah. Imitation. Yeah. So it would be like the equivalent of like in a Dixieland band where they play the lead line, you know, and then everyone, the the trumpet player usually would play like a line, and then everyone would come in with whatever they thought was, you know, yeah, the answer to that. Yeah. Know? And then that would turn into a song. You know. Tr- I mean, I'm not taking away from like. Uh, I mean, I, I've been thinking a lot about this, just about African-American influence in terms of the history of American music. There's like, oh, I there's mean, no, no way. It's, yeah. it's like, it's, 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 it's all over it. Um, all, I mean, all over it. Like, yeah. like, like, it's, like, it's, it's, that's, it's, it's, yeah. like it's the, it's the, uh, like American music is, it's the like, roots. It's the like, root. the, there's like, like the root of it is African. There are roots, exactly. of course, yeah. there are aspects of other cultures in there too, but yeah, as yeah. far as like yeah. the visceral, absolutely. um, uh, emotional history of like the the um, uh, genesis, I should say, the American genesis of it, right? So, but I, it, it, it's it's something that I always think about. I was going to add or uh, say to that. Oh my goodness, where was I going? I had a really good point. I was coming to. I for, I forgot where that was going. It's okay. Thanks, guys. But we were we were talking about. We were talking about originally call and response, so maybe it's related yeah. to that. Yes, it, it, it was. Um, oh, just in terms of when it comes to being a musician, um, the, I learned that there are three types of levels. And that, that one isn't necessarily... Well, I mean, maybe one is better than the other, but uh, or, or in terms of, like, you think micro and macro, you think about history, but... You have the imitator, you have the stylist, mm. and you have the innovator. Huh. Imitator, stylist, stylist innovator. innovator. Okay. Yeah. So imitator, imitator is obvious. It's like when you're right? kind of a clone, you like play exactly like somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, stylist is like when you kind of you kind of put your own flavor on all this language you learned, all the, all these things you absorbed through your. This is great. Auditory stuff. Yeah. And it, innovating is when you come you take all of that. And you come up with something totally brand new. Like, 
the biggest example I remember learning was like Coltrane Sheets of Sound. Like nobody ever Sheets came up of with Sound. That. This is but the second time this has come up in a conversation. Really recently? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, from 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 a neuroscientific point of view, and then I have another yeah. question for you after sure. we talk. Stop talking about this meta stuff. <laughs> no, no, uh, continue. But um, you know, just in terms of the creative process, from yeah. uh, from a sonic and and. Uh, uh, mental processing state. I, I don't yeah. know. Do you have anything to, you know? Do you consider yeah. yourself an innovator, or do you? Well, who do you who do you consider innovators? Or wow, it's a heavy Ooh. question. Yeah, that's. I guess you can be an innovator. You can be all. You can be one of the. Can you be more than one of those things? Absolutely. We all tend to be individually, yeah. and then also as a part of a group. Yeah, absolutely. Innovate yeah. as a group. Yeah. I think context is really important here. Yeah. Because people have different roles. As an individual, I guess we should say, since we're only we're only here as the three of us talking right, about right. this. Yeah. So maybe yeah. we'll speak on the individual level and Yeah, definitely. I I don't know. I I like to um pursue innovation, you know, through songwriting and Is that you know, the ultimate is it, is is like innovating like would you consider that the ultimate uh goal to do something mm. totally different or are you okay just being you know doing, doing something that just you feel good about and speaks to who you are huh even if it's not original i think it's both i'd like to think that my work is original right um but you know there but as you mentioned there's just like there's always going to be this level of influence that shapes you know the music that is going on today Totally. Um, yeah, I agree with that. For and sure. yeah. yeah, so you know, um, I don't know. I think I think it's possible to experience both of those things, where you can feel like you're innovating something and you're creating something very original, and you know, but also being true and authentic to yourself that feels very good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you I mean, what do you guys think? Man, it's tough because I I've never really tried imitating i you know and that's a really common thing with improv is that's the first thing they tell yeah. you to do is go and try to sound like other people so that you can make really? create your own voice oh absolutely huh. yeah, the one way to one one of the methods of, of learning really? to improvise is to write out or even by ear learn something and be able to play it back you know in real time over the same chord changes with mm -hmm. in fact like you see people do it all the time they sure it's like big on facebook people like will learn a whole solo and then they'll play yeah. the actual song and play along with it or whatever definitely and i did learn that way but i also learned um from one of my very first saxophone teachers his name was bill rankin that only the people that ever wanted to that, that only the people that have been very huge and successful created their own voice and did their own thing and that everyone else is kind of like copying those people or yeah. derived from that you yeah know? Mm. so i come from more of a place where because i like to be multi-genre i don't like to fall into individual genres so Definitely. But I like all these different artists. Like, I like Michael Brecker. I like the Brecker Brothers. I like yeah. Robert Washington Jr., but I also love the Beastie Boys, you know. Yeah. And I also really like, you know, I like Willie Nelson. And I like, <laughs> you know, I like uh, Mel Tillis. You know, I like, because yeah. I grew up in Idaho, I like country music. But yeah. when I was growing up, I did a lot of, I did a lot of where I would like, I had a big stereo system in my car, and I'd pull up to like a parking lot and like open the back and bust my sax out and play no way. saxophone and blast like 
I listened to music that had lots of bass in it. Yeah. So it would be like Miami bass music, and I would play saxophone to it. That is so Which cool. I still do today. You know, I like to do EDM and play saxophone to that. So Cool. That's but fun. as far as, like, being an innovator, I just, I you know, I, I see myself as somebody who's just, you, you have your own individual voice anyway. Yeah. yeah. We're all different. We're all unique. We all have this narrative, which is a summary of our lives. Definitely. And we, we if we're creative, that, that happens on its own. If you're going for being imitative, if you're going for uh, being stylistic, it's a different thing. But generally, you're an innovator if you're creative, because mm-hmm. you're you're doing this as the summary of your life experiences at yes. creating. Now, if you're limited by the vocabulary you have, you might come off as being a stylist or an imitator, right? Because you maybe haven't put the time in to right learn to be a hundred percent expressive maybe you're at 50 percent or you're at 60 percent self full self-expression yeah and you just haven't reached it that whatever your personal best is but if that's your personal best then maybe that's what you come off as although it's not your intention i totally agree with the personal best aspect yeah it was for me personal best is defined by uh i suppose what makes me feel the most fulfilled and happy Mm. So yeah. if I feel the most fulfilled and happy, and I feel like my personality comes out the most, yeah. whether I'm imitating, stylizing, or innovating, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Of those three if, matters. It's your, if it's your best self-expression at that moment. If, if, if my biggest yeah. is, is, is an imitation, a straight-up like copy, yeah. that's it. If it's just yeah. Although I, I, I guess if you have that attitude... Which is almost more laissez-faire creatively, uh, I think. If you're, if you're number it's passive, one, it's a pretty passive way a, to to be creative. Yeah, like, I this think. Is just I think I'm, this probably, is how I'm feeling right now. So this is what you. But get. there's a freedom right. that comes along. No, not a lot of effort. Right. It's, it's like saying I already put the effort in, and this is what you get. You know, I, uh, sometimes versus, I feel that way about my trombone this, playing. It's always an effort to give you to be this. I think if you have that drive, cutting edge. If you have that cutting edge artist. like aspiration thing, you're going to yeah. tend to lean towards the innovative side or the cutting edge of stylizing. Yeah. Otherwise, I feel like if you're kind of like more laid back, you'll probably just be a stylist, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. yeah. You're just slash imitator. Like, for example, I, I would probably put myself in that category. I mean, I'm, I might have, you know, the dancing trombone, not a lot of dancing trombone players out there. People, but as far as strictly trombone playing, I basically just kind of regurgitate a bunch of Fred Wesley licks and some, <laughs> some bebop Barry Harris lines. But I mean, that's yeah, that's you know, your that, that's my that's, style. That's, that's, your, that's the style. But, but that's, that's where you're coming from. That's I mean, where like, I'm coming yeah. from. Yeah, that's where you're usually from. that's that's satisfying for me to do that yeah, on trombone. Yeah. That's great. But but I'll call myself. I don't think I'll ever be a, musically on trombone an innovator. Right. Mm. Um, right, but that's okay with me. It was just you don't have to be an innovator, innovator. right? You don't have to be no. right. innovator. Inno- I think innovation happens on its own because you, people want it to be you fun. Fill, you, you fill whatever void that you you end up in. You right. fill that whatever that void is. Totally. Yeah, you know, it was like there wasn't anyone playing like Coltrane. There wasn't anyone playing like Charlie Parker. There wasn't anyone playing like Dizzy. Right, but they 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 learned to do those. I mean, Joe things Henderson they for heard all, that in there. Yeah, Joe well, for all intents and purposes, is a stylist. Yes, as is you know, as is Brecker. I guess Brecker is on the cusp of like I don't know. He Some took people would say. he took an extension of like what John Coltrane was doing and 
put it in a put different it into genre. Different like genres. Yeah. Like, you know, you won't, like if you took John Coltrane and said, hey, uh, I'm hiring you for this gig with uh, James Taylor. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, what Michael Brecker did. Yeah. He was like Coltrane playing with James Taylor he, or, or playing with, uh, who's that band that does that song? Uh, candy cameo. cameo cameo so so like oh, he was cameo. playing with these bands and- so sweet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bum 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 dun 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 what a great jam it's what you do yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so those those kinds of people you know they tend to lend themselves to Filling, filling. There's just something that they they hear that no one else hears. I apologize, you know, so they Larry fill Blackman. That, that wasn't good. What? That, that that did not do Larry Blackman justice. Foxes and hedgehogs talking it out. Foxes and hedgehogs, what's it about? 